السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وبعد All praises due to Allah سبحانه وتعالى Blessings and salutations upon Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم May Allah سبحانه وتعالى bless the entire household May Allah سبحانه وتعالى bless all his companions and May Allah سبحانه وتعالى bless every single one of us those to come up to the day of Qiyamah from our offspring. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast on this deen. Beloved brothers and sisters, we were going through the life of the Prophet Moses, may peace be upon him, Musa alayhi salatu was salam. And it was a very, very interesting beginning where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returned him to his mother after she had placed him into the Nile in a little wooden box. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of how he granted her the chance to bring this child up herself being the mother. What a miracle. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. This evening we will see how Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, after having served 10 years with whom the majority of scholars believe was the Prophet Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam in Madian, he then missed his home after his marriage to the daughter of this man and he wanted to go back. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this journey. He was traveling by night. And he was not so familiar with the roads because he was not a traveler. He had only been in Egypt for a while. And after some time he went to Madian. And now he was coming back. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَمَّا قَضَى مُوسَى الْأَجَلَ وَسَارَ بِأَهْلِهِ آنَسَ مِن جَانِبِ الطُّورِ نَارًا When Musa alayhi salam had finished the time that he had to work for his father-in-law, and he completed that, and he wanted to return to Egypt, as he was traveling by night, he seen a light on one side of the Mount Tur. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of this in many different verses in the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Taha, وَهَلْ أَتَاكَ حَدِيثُ مُوسَىٰ Has the story of the Prophet Moses come to you? إِذْ رَآ نَارًا فَقَالَ لِأَهْلِهِمْ كُثُوا إِنِّي آنَسْتُ نَارًا لَعَلِّي لَعَلِّي آتِيكُمْ مِنْهَا بِقَبَسْ أَوْ أَجِدُ عَلَى النَّارِ هُدَىٰ When he had seen this fire, what seemed to him as a fire, a source of light, at that night when he was traveling back to Egypt and he had lost the road, he was not sure exactly which way to go. When he'd seen the light, he paused immediately and told his family, Do you see... This light I have seen, let me go to it, you wait here. I will come back to you at least with a little piece of it on this cold night. We might have a little bit of warmth and we will come maybe with a log, something that is lit up. Or the minimum, if they don't want to share that fire with us, I will at least ask them where is the road and where is the path. I'd like to stop for a moment here and look into our own lives. How in our lives... We have so many times, so many occasions in our lives when we are lost. Lost in terms of spirituality. We begin to follow shaitan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends us light and guidance. Every Friday we are meant to be going to the masajid. 
in order to listen to the message because there will be a message for us there. And the ulama or the imams who are speaking from the pulpit should be speaking of something relevant to the people whom he is addressing. And it is important for us to come early and listen because these are the points of guidance. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us. Look at the Prophet Moses, may peace be upon him, Musa alayhi salam. He knew he was in need of the light. The moment he saw some light, he immediately stopped and he did something about it. He made an effort to go towards it. My beloved brothers and sisters, guidance is not suddenly going to pop through to you. You need to look for it, hunt for it. You need to strain just like you strain the tea. Who would like to drink tea with all the tea leaves floating around and everything happening there? You'd like to strain it, mashallah. I hope there are no Egyptians around because mashallah, they stir it with the tea leaves, alhamdulillah. But the point being raised here is that it is strained because we want to drink the pure drink. The same applies. You will hear a lot of things around you. You need to strain it in a similar way so that what comes to you is pure, pristine. You know this is what Allah has said. This is what the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said. This is what we are meant to be following and let's go forth. So Allah will send you guidance. When it comes towards you, you step towards it as well. Recognize it and make an effort to go to it. It is not simple to come to the masjid, which is very, very far away, subhanallah, on an evening where you are just breaking your fast, opening the fast with a tamr and a date, and you quickly making haste to the masjid. He made haste immediately and rushed towards the guidance. He rushed towards it because he said, if they're not going to give me a physical log, at least they will show me the path. Now, in that moment, or in that particular moment, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam was in need of guidance more than the warmth of the fire. He wanted to know, am I going on the right path? Where am I heading? And so on. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when he got close to that particular light, he noticed something else. As he got closer and closer, it was a bright light. It was not the light of a fire. It was a brighter light than that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how he was addressed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly. The words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly to Musa alayhi salam. Automatically, he received a higher status. He was then known as Kalimullah. The one whom Allah has spoken to directly. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when he got there, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. The verses. لَعَلِّي آتِيكُمْ مِنْهَا بِقَبَسٍ أَوْ أَجِدُ عَلَى النَّارِ هُدَىٰ فَلَمَّا أَتَاهَا نُودِيَ يَا مُوسَىٰ إِنِّي أَنَا رَبُّكَ When he got close, he heard a call. O Moses, O Musa, عليه السلام. Imagine someone calling you by your name in the darkness. And one wonders, we will never be able to know what type of a voice it was. We know it was the voice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But none of us have heard the voice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were only Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, the fortunate who had heard the voice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of him having called Musa alayhi salam. The first thing he says, O Musa, I am your Rabb. I am your maker. I am the one who made you. We explained in the past the term Rabbun. 
the maker, creator, nourisher, cherisher, sustainer, provider, protector, curer, the one in absolute control of every aspect of existence is known as Rabbun. So Allah says, I am your Rabb. So remove your shoes. You are indeed in this particular valley of Tuwa, which is very sacred. Immediately he removed his shoes, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Now some of the scholars make mention, obviously it was an instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and immediately it was acted upon by Musa alayhi salam. But a point of benefit which might not be directly connected, but we could connect it. If you would like to achieve spiritual benefit, you need to divorce yourself from that which is connecting you to that to the worldly life around you. Which means, if you have something sticking you to the ground, what type of spiritual benefit are you going to have? When you want to benefit spiritually, leave everything that connects you to the ground and this worldly life on one side, and go and listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from you, and then act upon it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a lesson. So now you have Musa alayhi salam having removed his shoes and he is told that this land is blessed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have chosen you, O Musa. So listen to what I am revealing to you. Listen to what I am telling you. The first thing Allah says, Indeed, I am Allah. There is none worthy of worship besides me alone. So worship me alone. And establish your prayer. Establish your salah. Look at the instruction of Allah. Allah says, Firstly, Watch out, don't engage in shirk. Never worship anyone but your maker. Look at that instruction. From Allah directly to the Prophet. Allahu Akbar. This goes to show every Nabi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَقَدَ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا أَنْ يَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَجْتَنِبُوا الطَّاغُوتِ For every nation we sent a messenger. The first thing the messenger said, worship Allah alone and be careful of the devils. Stay away from worshipping anything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this was with Musa alayhi salam, the instruction first to the messenger and later to be carried on and to be portrayed or to be conveyed to everybody else. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says thereafter, establish your salah, which means fulfill your acts of worship for me alone. Fulfill your acts of worship for me alone. And thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him a third item. إِنَّ السَّاعَةَ آتِيَةٌ أَكَادُ أُخْفِيهَا لِتُجْزَى كُلُّ نَفْسٍ بِمَا تَسْعَى Indeed, the hour is a reality that is coming. The hour, which means the end of time, the day of judgment, the resurrection, all that is coming. And I have hidden it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the knowledge of the hour is not known by anybody, so that I can recompense people in the proper manner for their deeds. Imagine if we all knew exactly when we were going to die. We would be committing sin until 10 minutes before death. Then we would say, Allahu Akbar. And we would stand in salah. So as a gift of Allah, Allah does not tell us when we are going to die. We don't know at all when the hour is going to be. Because if we did know, there would be disaster and chaos on earth. So Allah says, I have hidden it in order to reward everybody in a proper manner for their deeds. Now look at the three things that Allah speaks about. 
Firstly, worship Allah alone. Secondly, engage in all that which Allah has commanded you. And thirdly, be conscious that one day you are going to answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For us today, if we bear these three things in mind, we succeed. What do we need? We need the oneness of Allah to start with. No shirk, we don't want to associate in partnership with Allah in any act of worship, nothing at all. Secondly, we want to fulfill whatever we've been instructed to. And if we are thirdly conscious of the fact that we are answerable to Allah, we will abstain from the prohibitions. So the moment you believe in all this, you are automatically one of the best of people. And these were the three things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala initially instructed Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him thereafter, وَمَا تِلْكَ بِيَمِينِكَ يَا مُوسَىٰ O Moses, we want to know what is in your right hand. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew this. He knew it. But I want to ask you a question. Just put it in your head for a moment. If there was a huge sound that came to you in the darkness of the night, we're talking of something totally different, and someone's called you by name, and you could not see them, but you could hear them. In order to break the ice, they spoke to you a little bit more and a little bit more. Now you became comfortable. Subhanallah. And you know, in our case, we probably would recognize who it is because who would call us by name except those who know us? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking him a question, but Allah did not have to ask him that question. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew better than him what was in the right hand. But this is the discussion. Allah, out of the love he had for Musa alayhi salam, is asking him a question. What is that in your right hand? Now Musa alayhi salam, he was now very, very calm, collected, and he was very, very happy that he's speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as him as well, for a long, long time, he was engaged in worshipping Allah alone, according to the, his forefathers, heading right back to Yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam and Ibrahim alayhi salam. And he followed properly the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he recognized that this message is very, very correct. Absolutely correct. You know when someone gives you a message and tells you, no, it's, it's Islam. You should drink a bottle of alcohol every day. You know automatically this person is lying. This is nonsense. It cannot be true. But when a person says, worship Allah alone, no matter how one might be engaged in sin and so on, they would know that this message is solid. It is correct. It is a fact. It pierces. It goes straight through into the heart. It enters and penetrates. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So Musa alayhi salam says, Asaya, Oh my Rabb, this is my stick. It's a stick that I hold. Allah didn't ask him, what do you use it for? Allah just said, what is it in your right hand? It was enough for him to say it's a stick. But he decided, let me now talk a little bit more. When am I going to get this chance again? Subhanallah. So he says, I lean on it, Ya Allah. I use it as support. And I use it in order to help me with my flock so that I can pull down some branches and some, you know, a little bit of the fodder to feed these, this flock and so on. And I guide the flock with the same stick. And I also use it for many other things, Ya Allah. Now he is saying, Ya Allah, I do this with it, I do that with it. And there's a lot of other things that I use it for as well, Ya Allah. Musa alayhi salam, look at how he's speaking. With us, when we say Allahu Akbar in salah, we are communicating with Allah. A lot of us are guilty of wanting that salah to end immediately. Look at Musa alayhi salam. He was prolonging the communication with Allah. 
subhanahu wa ta'ala, may we be from those whom when we say Allahu Akbar, we forget about the time. In the past, when I was here, previously in Woodlands and previously in Gatesville at Masjid Al-Quds, I remember speaking about Abdul Clock. I don't know if you recall that. And what, was it, what it was referring to was, those who are worshippers of the watch, even in salah you find them doing this. And they look at the clock and they do this. <laughs> Meaning now, come on, it's getting late here. Allahu Akbar. We are worshipping Allah. Forget about your watch. If you have that sickness, really leave it at home. Leave everything at home. Come and tell us, we will even close these clocks on the side. Allahu Akbar. When we plug in with Allah, look at the lesson we learned from Musa alayhi salam. He was so happy. Allah didn't even ask him to say all this extra. And he spoke more and more communication with us when we are reciting the Quran. Also, it's an act of worship. Don't try and rush. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who learn a lesson. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says thereafter, Allah says, قَالَ أَلْقِهَا يَا مُوسَىٰ فَأَلْقَاهَا فَإِذَا هِيَ Allahu Akbar. Allah says, we instructed him, throw it, O Musa, throw it down. Release the stick, throw it. When he threw it immediately, look, he is adopting the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without understanding what exactly is going to come as a result. But the fact he knows it's from Allah, he did it straight. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obviously knew what was coming. Now with us, we hear the instruction of Allah. We know it comes from Allah, but then we ask, but why? Why is this not allowed? I had someone asking me, but why is it that we can't eat pig? What's so big about a pig? Astaghfirullah. May Allah protect us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. The moment you know this is a prohibition from Allah, surrender in the same way Musa alayhi salam, when he was told, Al-Qiha, throw it. He didn't say, but why? He didn't say, why should I do that, Ya Allah? He said, here it is, gone, there's no statement, no speech. It was already on the floor. And Allah says, فَإِذَا هِيَ حَيَّةٌ تَسْعَى So it was a snake. It was a serpent which was moving. Allahu Akbar. Musa alayhi salam, Allah describes it beautifully in another place in the Qur'an. فَلَمَّا رَآهَا تَهْتَزُّ كَأَنَّهَا Allah says when Musa alayhi salam saw the stick and he'd seen as though it had life in it and it was moving now, he immediately moved back. He moved back. He wanted to run away. He'd seen this thing coming and it's moving. And he wanted to run away immediately. Allah calls him and says, Ya Musa, aqbil. Oh Musa, come back. La takhaf. Don't fear. You are from amongst the believers. My beloved brothers and sisters, fear is for those who don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We only fear Allah. None other than Him. This is the lesson we have from here. Allah says, You are a believer. There's no need to fear. You only fear Allah. What are you scared about? What are you worried about? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness in our hearts. So here, Musa alayhi salam, as he's going away, Allah calls him back. إِنَّكَ مِنَ الْآمِنِينَ And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to him, قَالَ خُذْهَا وَلَا تَخَفْ سَنُعِيدُهَا سِيرَتَهَا الْأُولَىٰ O Musa, take it. Go back to it and lift it up again. 
we will make it exactly what it was before. So Musa alayhi salam goes down and he picks up this live snake. And as he's picking it up, it becomes a stick once again. Subhanallah. Now his iman is strengthened even more. And he knows. And he's got it, the stick back. And Allah says, Usluk yadaka fi jaybika takhruj bayta'a min ghayri Allah says, place your hand just at the side of your chest here, what is called al-jayb. And Allah says, when you remove it, it will be whiter than ever, whiter than the sun, not even the light of the sun which is yellow, but white, without sickness. Because sometimes someone sees a hand that is white, they might consider it a sickness, an illness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant cure to all those who have different types of skin disease. And may Allah grant shifa to all those who have any sickness. So this Nabi is told, do this to your hand and see what happens. And as he does it, he sees, subhanallah, bright light, very, very bright light. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then tells him, that ya Musa, there is something I want you to do. اذهب إلى فرعون إنه طغى I am sending you to Fir'aun, for indeed he is a tyrant, he is an oppressor. He has transgressed beyond limits. Now Musa alayhi salam, one man, yes he was big and strong, as we said dark in complexion, big and strong, mashallah. And he is now speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows how he was brought up, he knows he murdered someone, he knows he spent some time, he knows he's going back to Egypt, but he's worried as well that they might arrest him once again because of the murder. So immediately he tells Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows this is Allah. He knows Allah has appointed him, Allah has made him a Nabi, Allah has sent him to, Banu, to, to Fir'aun. Firstly Allah sent him to Fir'aun, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him, اذهب إلى فرعون إنه طغى. The first thing recorded in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَالَ رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُلْ عُقُدَةً مِّنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي He did not deny it. He says, Oh Allah, clear my chest for me. Cure it for me. Clear it for me. Strengthen it for me. And Ya Allah, make my task easy for me. And Ya Allah, my tongue, make it clear. Unknot it. Make it straight and clear so that they can understand what I am saying, so that they can understand my speech. This was the dua he made. This is what is recorded in the Qur'an. Now this dua, we use it to this day when we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make any affair of ours easy. Whether it is the memorization of the Qur'an, whether it is anything we'd like to achieve, رَبِّ شْرَحْ صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي There is no harm in using that dua. And there is no harm in repeating it with belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He has heard the same words in the past and granted it, why wouldn't He do it again? May Allah grant it to us. Then He says, قَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي قَتَلْتُ مِنْهُمْ نَفْسًا فَأَخَافُ أَنْ Oh Allah, I killed a man from them. So I fear that they might want to kill me as a result. So he's now telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, you need to take care of certain matters, Ya Allah. The firstly, he's made his dua. He says, now I've got a problem there. There is an outstanding issue, this murder. Then he says, 
وأخي هارون هو أفصح مني لسانا فأرسله معي رد أن يصدقني إني أخاف أن يكذبون. He says, Oh Allah, my brother Harun is much more eloquent than I am. So send him as a prophet with me in order for him to confirm my message. And I fear, Ya Allah, I have a fear that they might belie me. So if you send Harun, he will be more eloquent and he will be able to convey the message that you have given me to convey in another way where they will be able to understand it even further. So look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah gives him his wish. Allah says, قَالَ سَنَشُدُّ عَضُدَكَ بِأَخِيكَ O Musa alayhi salam, firstly, we have granted you your wish regarding your brother. We will strengthen your task, your, your, we will grant you more strength. We will place on your shoulder the strength of your brother as you have requested. And we will grant you some form of goodness from us. What is this goodness? Allah says, وَنَجَعَلُ لَكُمَا سُلْطَانًا فَلَا يَصِلُونَ إِلَيْكُمَا بِآيَاتِنَا أَنْتُمَا وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَكُمَ الْغَالِبُونَ We will create a certain authority for you. We will create an authority for you so they won't be able to harm you. Which means that issue you worried about, the outstanding matter, don't worry. We will create an authority for you. They won't be able to harm you. With our clear signs, inshallah, you will be from amongst the victorious. So Musa alayhi salam already had the good news and he was convinced completely that there is no ways he can fail in his mission against Fir'aun and Fir'aun will not be able to touch him. Not at all. Nothing. Because he was told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us as well. Imagine one man, one man being sent to a whole superpower of the time. What do you think he must have felt? Had it not been for the reassurance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what would have happened? For us, it becomes difficult to speak to a boss because he's not letting you time off for Jumu'ah Salah or for Taraweeh. People say, hey, I'm worried I might lose my job. Astaghfirullah. We need to go, Bismillah, Rabbi shrahli sadri, wa yassirli amri, wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. And use good words and go and speak to him and tell him, look, I'm a Muslim. I need to leave Jumu'ah Salah, no compromise. For a small matter like that, look at the parallel we are drawing here. But it's a reality. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Musa alayhi salam, Go, go to Fir'aun. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet in another place in the Quran, makes mention of how He has gifted Musa alayhi salam. O Musa, we have granted you many gifts. We have blessed you so many times from the beginning when your mother had to put you down. From the beginning, when you were picked up by the family of Fir'aun. From the beginning, when, you had, when this had happened in your upbringing. From the beginning, when you had killed someone, we saved you. Then you went to Madian. This happened, that happened. Allah says, we have done you so many favors, Ya Musa. We have indeed favored you. So Allah says, now, اِذْهَبَا إِلَىٰ فِرْعَوْنَ إِنَّهُ طَغَىٰ Both of you go to Fir'aun. Two of you. I'm authorizing you. For indeed, he has transgressed beyond limits. 
completely out of line. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that type of sin and may He keep us online. And just a moment, something came to my mind. Online does not mean on the internet. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on the path. So here, Musa alayhi salam is being sent. He did his own brother a favor. According to what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, the one who has done the biggest favor upon his own brother was the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. How? He actually made him, he requested that he become a prophet and as a result he became a Nabi. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us family units that can support us to serve the cause of Allah. Today what happens, a young girl wants to put a scarf on her head, her brothers and sisters will tell her, no man, no, no, not at all. We don't want Talibans in our house. Wallahi, this, these are the type of statements. Parents are discouraging their children when the children are showing inclination towards the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet, look at what Musa alayhi salam did. He knew he would get support in the, obedi- in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his own family. And he asks Allah, without saying, let me go and consult my brother and see whether he's going to agree or not. He said, Ya Allah, send with me Harun, he will come and he will help me. So the brother was sent. Powerful lesson. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells them, how do you talk to Fir'aun? There's a problem because you're going to this tyrant who says, I am God. He says, I am the biggest. He says, I am the highest. You're going to go to him. What are you going to say to him? Allah says, فَقُولَا لَهُ قَوْلًا لَيِّنًا لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَّرُ أَوْ يَخْشَى Speak to him with soft and kind words, very, very politely, so that he can actually think, he can remember, he can be reminded, and he can be fearful. Which means use the best words when you go to speak to him. Use the best words. What was the message? أَنْ أَرْسِلْ مَعَنَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ Go to him and tell him, release Banu Israel. You have enslaved the children of Jacob, Banu Israel, that came from the family of Joseph, the Prophet Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, and the family of Yaqub, the Prophet Jacob, may peace be upon him. We want you to release these people and stop oppressing them. Stop it. That was the prime message to start with. Today when we go out to talk to people who have engaged in sin, sometimes the type of language we use is so bad, we need to think for a moment. Is there anyone on the globe today that we can say is worse than Fir'aun in the sense that he calls himself the only supreme God and he has people worshipping him en masse? The answer is no. And is there anyone from amongst us who can claim to be better than the Prophet Moses, may peace be upon him? The answer is no. So if we are not as grand as Moses, may peace be upon him, and if those we are addressing cannot be as bad as Fir'aun, then we should be speaking in an even more polite manner to everybody around us. Very simple logic. Nobody you ever going to speak to can be worse than the Prophet, meaning can be worse than Fir'aun. And we can never ever be better than the Prophet Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. It's a lesson. So this is why when we are going to do what we call da'wah, calling people towards goodness, use good words, kind words, persevere, persist, and use all different techniques and different methods of calling them so that they can be reminded, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. Now Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, he gathers his affair, he calls his brother, and they now proceed to Fir'aun. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the first thing Fir'aun did, Musa alayhi salam went to him and told him, irsil ma'ana Bani Israel, we want to send you to send Banu Israel with us. And we want you to release them and stop oppression. And you are not the God and so on. Fir'aun laughed at them. Him and his people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذَا هُمْ مِنْهَا يَضْحَكُونَ They were laughing. They were laughing at the signs of Allah. They were laughing firstly at the messengers, scoffing at them. And Fir'aun says, قَالَ فِرَعُونُ وَمَا رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ You're telling me about Rabbul الْعَالَمِينَ What is Rabbul الْعَالَمِينَ He doesn't even say who is Rabbul الْعَالَمِينَ He says what is Rabbul الْعَالَمِينَ Look at the insults. If someone says, this brother Abdul Aziz is coming to see you. You say, what is Abdul Aziz? That is a big insult. You're trying to call him an animal. Astaghfirullah. You say, who is he? Not what is he? So Fir'aun in his arrogance, he says, Ma Rabbul Alamin. What is Rabbul Alamin? So Musa alayhi salam says, Rabbul Samawati wal Ardi wa ma baynahuma in kuntum muqineen. Whoever created the skies and the earth and whatever lies between it, if indeed you are convinced, Allah, Musa alayhi salam says, that is who Rabbul Alamin is. So, Fir'aun, when he heard this, what did he say? قَالَ لِمَنْ حَوْلَهُ أَلَا تَسْتَمِعُونَ He looks at the people around him. He says, are you listening to what this man is saying? Are you listening? Can you hear? Do you know of a God besides me? He is saying there is someone who created the skies and the earth and everyone. And that is the God who deserves to be worshipped alone. Nobody else. I am the God. So he looks at those around him making these statements. قَالَ رَبُّكُمْ وَرَبُّ آبَائِكُمُ الْأَوَّلِينَ Musa alayhi salam didn't stop there. He says, He is also your God, your maker, the one who made you and your forefathers before you, all of them. He is the maker, we worship Him alone. So Fir'aun is getting upset. He wants to start accusing the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. So he says, إِنَّ رَسُولَكُمُ الَّذِي أُرْسِلَ إِلَيْكُمْ لَمَجْنُونَ Indeed, this messenger who is sent to you is mad. He is mad. Look at him. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. When the message comes to us, we surrender. We should not be like Fir'aun. And then he says, O Musa, لَإِنِ اتَّخَذْتَ إِلَاهًا غَيْرِي لَأَجْعَلَنَّكَ مِنَ الْمَسْجُونِينَ If you yourself are not going to worship me as a god, I will jail you. Look at the threat. Now Musa alayhi salam was calm. Why was he calm? He was always calm. There was not a time when he was not calm. Yes, he might have been upset a few times, but he was always calm. He knew Allah told him, بِآيَاتِنَا أَنْتُمَا وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَكُمَ الْغَالِبُونَ With our signs, you and those who follow you will definitely be the winners. So he knew there's nothing that anyone can do. So, Fir'aun is threatening him with a jail sentence. Musa alayhi salam looks at him and he asks him a question. He says, What if I've brought you something very clear, a sign? He says, okay, let's see the sign you have. When Fir'aun asked for the sign, let's see it, Musa alayhi salam threw his stick, it became a snake. Big snake. Big snake, not just a little one. Serpent. 
and he showed them the hand the hand was white shining shining with the hand they knew they could not do anything about it they knew in their hearts it was a sign of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but with that serpent they quickly thought you know what we can try and tackle this thing here like we said yesterday when the serpent came if firaun was a god he could have done something about it immediately but he had to call on others he had to call on others let's see how that happened so the people around and firaun together they said inna hadha lasahirun alim this is indeed a very knowledgeable magician he knows his magic tricks in and out and in another place so allah says qala almalau min qaumi firaun inna hadha lasahirun alim the, the people the chiefs said that he is a magician and in one place allah says firaun as well said that he's a magician so they collectively uttered these statements and they agreed with each other he's a magician imagine two people in front of a whole crowd a whole crowd and everybody was gathering and all the servants and the slaves and the worshippers of firaun are watching someone for the first time in the life of firaun defying him first time never before did that happen and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says قَالُوا أَرْجِهُ وَأَخَاهُ وَأَرْسِلْ فِي الْمَدَائِنِ حَاشِرِينَ يَأْتُوكَ بِكُلِّ سَاحِرٍ عَلِيمٍ Hold his, himself and his brother and go and send people out, a large number of people out to call in all the magicians, all the magicians. Bring in every magician there is in the whole of Egypt. And we want them to come, let him do this magic and they will do the magic and we see who wins. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَالَ مَوْعِدُكُمْ يَوْمُ الزِّينَةِ وَأَنْ يُحْشَرَ النَّاسُ ضُحَى There was an agreement between Musa and Fir'aun to say, we have an appointed day, the day that everyone comes out, more or less like the day of Eid. For them, it was called يَوْمُ الزِّينَةِ The day when they would all come in their beauty and all their gold and all their jewelry, they would come out. On that day in the morning, we will meet inshallah at a specific place. You bring your magicians and we are there. لَا نُخْلِفُهُ نَحْنُ وَلَا أَنْتَ We will not miss our appointment and we don't want you to miss it as well. So they came. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَاءَ السَّحَرَةُ The magicians all came. In one place in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَالُوا لِفِرْعَوْنَ أَإِنَّ لَنَا لَأَجْرًا إِن كُنَّا نَحْنُ الْغَالِبِينَ They looked at Fir'aun. And they said, they were very, very sure of their magic. It's reported that they were 15,000 magicians. And one narration says, 70 magicians. So let's take the smaller of the lot. 70 magicians. The most powerful. And they looked at Fir'aun and said, well, we want to ask you something before we start here. If we win, what's going to happen? Are we going to get some fulus, some money? Allahu Akbar. Are we going to get some money? First thing they think about is money. Whereas Musa alayhi salam, he did, na, he did not ask Allah, Ya Allah, what am I getting in return? No messenger asked Allah, Ya Allah, what am I getting in return? Not one of them. Look at this. One hand you have sincerity with us. Let us remember, we should do things for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Certain items must be charitable. Yes, we work, we earn. MashaAllah, may Allah grant us barakah in our earnings. But at the same time, remember, sustenance is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in one place, Allah says, Fir'aun told them, 
قال نعم وإنكم إذا لمن المقربين Yes indeed I'm going to not only give you money but I will make you my chiefs from amongst my close people those who are my aides or aides whatever you'd like to call them those who are very close to me so he guaranteed that and then they said بِعِزَّةِ فِرْعَوْنَ إِنَّا لَنَحْنُ الْغَالِبُونَ Instead of saying in the name of Allah, they said in the name of Fir'aun, we will be winners. And with the rank of Fir'aun, with the power of Fir'aun, and with this authority of Fir'aun, we will be amongst the winners. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Musa alayhi salam gave them a chance. He looks at these magicians and he knew Although he had the normal human fear in his heart, in the sense that he was desperately concerned about their guidance. But he knew that he is definitely going to overcome them somehow. How exactly? He didn't know. But he knew he was going to overcome them. And he says, Throw whatever you'd like to throw. Let's see it. Throw your sticks. Allah says, فَأَلْقَوْ حِبَالَهُمْ وَعِصِيَّهُمْ They threw all their sticks and they threw their ropes and sticks. Whatever they brought with, they just threw it. Allah says, فَلَمَّا أَلْقَوْ سَحَرُوا أَعْيُنَ النَّاسِ وَاسْتَرْهَبُوهُمْ وَجَاءُوا بِسِحْرٍ عَظِيمٍ When they threw their ropes and their sticks, they had... They had created a huge magic, Allah says. And they had fiddled with the eyes of the people. The eyes of the people were now deceived by seeing all these sticks and ropes moving. And people were scared, very, very scared. Everybody is watching. Everybody who could come was gathered, all of them. And here you have Fir'aun. There you have Musa and Harun. And here you have all those magicians in a line. There you have Fir'aun's cronies. There you have the entire public all around. And now you have them throwing. Imagine, if we take the narration of 15,000, there are so many sticks and ropes. What must be happening? Allah says, Istarhabuhum. They sought to scare these people. The people were worried. Hey, look at all this. What will happen? Allah says, Ja'u bisihrin azim. They came with some major magic. To this day, Fir'aun is being worshipped by certain people. And to this day, those who engage in magic, they call on Fir'aun. Just like here Allah says, these people called on Fir'aun and they said in the name of Fir'aun, there are people who are living today who call the same Pharaoh. There are people who go every year for a festival at the pyramids in order to worship their God. May Allah protect us from Satanism and may He protect us from the devils. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَوْجَسَ فِي نَفْسِهِ خِيفَةً مُوسَى There was a slight concern in the heart of Musa alayhi salam. A little worry. قُلْنَا لَا تَخَفْ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْأَعْلَى وَأَلْقِ مَا فِي يَمِينِكَ تَلْقَفْ مَا صَنَعُوا إِنَّمَا صَنَعُوا كَيْدُ سَاحِرُ وَلَا يُفْلِحُ السَّاحِرُ حَيْثُ أَتَى Powerful verses. Allah says, we told him, O oh Moses, don't worry, don't fear, O oh Musa, not at all. You, inshallah, throw that stick, it will eat everything they have made, it will devour it into non-existence. Non-existence. 
For indeed what they have brought is magic, what you have come with is something divine. And Allah says a magician will never succeed. Those who want to invoke and call on magic, they will never ever succeed. Allah says this. It's short-lived. Musa alayhi salam threw his stick. Subhanallah. Look at the guarantee of Allah. He threw his stick. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَلْقَى مُوسَى عَصَاهُ فَإِذَا هِيَ تَلْقَفُ مَا يَأْفِكُونَ As a snake was made from it. Totally different from everything else that all the others had made. Those were little ropes that were looking like earthworms probably. In comparison to this huge snake. Because as it came down, it ate up everything. And Musa alayhi salam picked it up again. It was a stick. What happened to all our ropes, our sticks? No sign. Now a magician, for your information, he transforms very quickly, one to another. Two, three types of magicians. Some who seek the assistance of the jinn and the devil. But they still have the core of what they brought. Imagine if someone takes you and says, right, I can make you disappear. They make you disappear, then they can't bring you back. What would happen? The magician normally would say, we can bring you back. May Allah protect us. Remember one thing. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, مَنْ أَتَى عَرَّافًا أَوْ كَاهِنًا فَصَدَّقَهُ بِمَا أَخْبَرْ فَقَدْ كَفَرَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Whoever goes to a fortune teller, whoever goes to one who claims to be knowing the future and believes what they have to say, has disbelieved in what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has brought. So it's prohibited for us to go to a magician, to go to a fortune teller, to go to what is known as a witch doctor and so on. Totally prohibited. It defies our deen and our iman. It defies our belief in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So once that happened, all these magicians fell prostrate. They fell down on the ground with their heads down on the floor. It didn't even take them a second to do that. All the magicians, 70 of them, or how many ever they were, whatever the figure was. قَالُوا آمَنَّا بِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ رَبِّ مُوسَى وَهَارُونَ We believe in the Lord of the worlds, the Lord of Moses and Harun. These two, we are now joining them. We believe that they are worshipping the correct deity. Done. Why? Why did they do this? They did not need time to think. Because they knew we are the top magicians. No one can come close to us. This man, had he been a magician, we would have known about him a long time ago. That hey, there is a powerful magician somewhere in Egypt, or somewhere here or there. There was nothing that happened of that nature. So they say, when it ate everything they had brought into non-existence, gone, and he took back the stick and it became his stick once again, they fell to the ground. They said, no, this is from something divine. It's not magic. It's not magic. Now Fir'aun is watching. Everybody's watching. They're looking at Fir'aun. How are you going to react? Allah safeguard us. Fir'aun, look at how he reacts. He says, How can you believe in him before I give you permission to do that? I still haven't given you permission and you're believing in him. Everybody's watching, looking at him like a fool. They can't laugh, obviously. But they're looking at him like a fool. The one who claims to be God, saying, hey, I haven't yet given you permission to, build, to worship another God. I haven't. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He then accused them. 
He was not satisfied. He says, This is just a plan and a plot that all of you have made. You were in cahoots and you made this plan in order to get Banu Israel out. That's why you made the plan. So he says, I'm going to cut off your hands and your feet, the opposite. So the right hand with the left foot, the left, the left hand with the right foot, and I'm going to crucify all of you. Look at him getting angry, threatening. What was the reaction of these magicians? What was the reaction of the magicians? They said, do what you want. Pass whatever judgment you want. You can only pass judgment whilst we are in this world. When we get to the Akhirah, there is the Supreme Judge. They were brand new Muslims. Nobody had spoken to them much already. They knew what the truth was. Already they knew there is a day of Qiyamah. Why? Because the core of the message, they heard it. They knew about it. The whole, everybody knew about it. That this is what happened, a man came, he's defying and so on. It was a blessing in disguise that the magicians had to be called. Because when Fir'aun sent his people around, they had to tell the whole of Egypt that there is a man claiming that Fir'aun is not God. And he has come with this, and he is saying worship one God, and he is saying there is a life after death, and he is saying this and that, and he is saying that do not oppress Banu Israel. We want to confront him with, mag with magic, so all the magicians come out. So in the process, they didn't realize they did da'wah themselves. They gave the message. Allahu Akbar. Look at how Allah supports His deen. Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supports His deen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another place, these magicians, they said, لا ضير إنا إلى ربنا منقلبون No problem, do what you want to us, Fir'aun. We are definitely going to return to Allah either way. If you kill us or if we die naturally. We're still going to go back to Allah. But we have a hope that you don't have. We are hopeful that our Rabb will forgive our sins and He will forgive the fact that you forced us to engage in this magic here. For indeed Allah is the everlasting and He is much better. And they continued to utter words as though they had believed from so long. They were giving da'wah to Fir'aun himself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. Inshallah tomorrow we will see what happened thereafter. And what Fir'aun decided to do as a result. And his tyranny is very clearly displayed in it. Until then, inshallah. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdih. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.